All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future and even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org chosen. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you are warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. everybody welcome back to the utah outcast the uh, one podcast where we we're able to laugh at our own jokes invite others to listen in and always claim that a wizard did it if no other answer works uh we're very smart people we can honestly figure this out uh, there were demons um anyway episode number 221 coming at you right now i'm your host x and joining me once again we have kyle steenblake felicia is not here I could go into serious detail about why she's not here but i don't think she would appreciate that nor would most people <laughs> listening right now Anyway, uh, uh, I we, mean, she would probably find it amusing, but she'd probably laugh afterwards. Like well, you told not. them that, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course we did. That's what we do. You wrote it. <laughs> we have to repeat it. <laughs> uh, joining us is our special guest this week. Yeah, guys, special guest because we don't fucking have guests hardly ever, except Angelica. Angelica, you're you're welcome to come back on anytime you want to be here. We because have Aaron Rabbi. We have Aaron Rabbi from the Embrace the Void podcast and Philosophers in Space. And before we continue on and on and on, Aaron, go ahead and give us an introduction about what those shows are about and who you are, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Uh, I teach philosophy when I'm not podcasting um, at the undergrad level, and I do a lot of ethics work and a lot of trying to make philosophy accessible. And so uh, we put together a couple of shows, one with a good friend of mine from the theater world who's a sound designer um, named GW, and that's called Embrace the Void, where we take philosophy and use it to try to make this horrible, horrible timeline sort of slightly more survivable for human beings. And uh, the other one is a little bit more lighthearted. It's Philosophers in Space, where we uh, take a piece of sci-fi and use it to um get people hooked into a particular ethical debate pretty much or a particular philosophical topic or anything that that ties in because you know pretty much all of sci-fi is just um applied science or applied philosophy and uh, a fancy special effects environment (laughs) now what's your take on the uh the david lynch dune i'm really interested to hear this from you oh i god how much time do we have Right, we how many all podcasts night, gentlemen? We have all night. <laughs> we, we we did three episodes on Dune for Philosophers in Space, and um, the short answer is it is a turgid masterpiece. Where I <laughs> desperately love it, but respect everyone's critiques of it in every way. Um, you know, Still there are things that I mean. On a on a side note, turgid is not a word that's used nearly enough anymore. 
And it should be used almost constantly when when talking about Dune, both the book and the David Lynch movie. (laughs) I love that David Lynch eventually went back and turned it into an Alan Smithy film. (laughs) Well, the extended version. Um, oh, he did he take his Alan, name off the yeah. extended version? Oh, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Because which and it's it is you know it's it's a fascinating thing to watch if you're obsessed or really into that universe because there's a lot of weird extra stuff included in it. Yeah, which you're like yeah, I can see why you'd cut some of those things. I I do. I love that movie, but <laughs> I especially I, I once I found out adore that movie. My friend showed me his VHS copy of the extended wow. edition that he had a long time ago. Is it like and three tapes? It feels like it, honestly. <laughs> but and I I managed to find a uh, a video version of it. Like a, I downloaded it at one time where it was like the whole movie, the extended edition is like three something hours long. I think if I if I remember that right. That's only because there's like a forty five minute introduction on the world of Dune at the beginning of it, like how it got to where it is, and like. I can understand why a director would be like, this is boring, fuck, I don't want to have my name attached to this, but at the same time, it's like, it sets up a lot of interesting things that I'm glad that his son went back and filled in the gaps on, which was kind of neat, but there's a yeah. lot of people that fucking hate the Dune books, I, I understand that, but yeah, me, me that for intro one... Was, yeah. It's like 30 got, minutes of cartoons, too. It was like still yeah. shots that they panned and zoomed on and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I mean, I got to meet uh, Kevin Anderson at one of the uh, at Comic Con yeah. one year, and he signed one of his uh, his like books that he wrote with Brian Herbert that wasn't Dune. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. "That's fucking great." I'm I'm glad to have met the guy that like wrote all these books that I've read over yeah. and over again. Yeah, no, I, Kevin Kevin Anderson's actually a, a really cool guy. Well, and he wrote a lot of the expanded yeah. universe Star Trek. I mean, it's not Star Trek, Star Wars. Fuck, I just pissed off a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. of people. <laughs> uh, good job. I, I'm sort of obsessed with the idea of Dune as the as one of those kind of unfilmable masterpieces. Like, have you seen um, Jordowski's Dune? Yeah, Jodorowsky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to mispronounce oh, every God, name as I, wanted, I watched I watched that documentary and immediately wanted to see that film. I've never mm-hmm. been harder for a movie that never existed in my life. Yeah, and you guys of course know that Villanueva is um, doing a two part mm-hmm. Dune mm-hmm. now. Yes, the theory. and I couldn't be. I couldn't be more excited about that director doing that movie. I, I mean, I'm curious to see how it goes. I wasn't a big fan of the Blade Runner, to be oh, honest. See, Kyle and I had like a date. We went to go see Blade Runner 2049 yes. together. And... <laughs> uh, well, like to be totally honest, I'm not a big fan of the original movie. Oh, so. okay, that that makes sense because. But then again, like I hated. I fu- I find myself like going back to stuff that I originally hate. Yeah, and finding out that I actually really loved it, like Coheed and Cambria. Ooh. When I first heard him, I'm like. Uh, why does this guy sing in falsetto all the time? He's fucking dumb. <laughs> and now I've got a big fucking tattoo of the band. It's like it's it's so yeah. weird that the, the way the things work out like that. Like because he can and he does it amazingly. And then when I first watched Blade Runner, I got to see it at like a midnight movie showing where they were doing like the '80s movie 35 millimeter on the big screen kind of thing. Mm. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, God, this movie's so fucking boring. Oh, it's terrible. This is like 16 or 17 year old angsty me that was watching this. Oh, and then I yeah. went back in my my mid 20s, late 20s, and I bought like the five Blu-ray edition disc that came out. And, mm-hmm. and I watched the final cut and I'm like, like crying my eyes out near the end. I'm like, this is such a beautiful fucking movie. I'm like, I love this film. That's a, that's a substantial financial investment to drop on a movie that you hated. Oh, uh, it was like 20 bucks <laughs> at the time because nobody was buying it. That's the great thing. <laughs> 
And but I, yeah, it, I'm such a, I'm I'm such I'm the I'm the I like guy Villeneuve. who bought <laughs> I have every version of the original Blade Runner on Blu-ray. Right. Well, I, I mean, I really liked Arrival. So, like, I think that he's, oh, yeah. you know, got the, the chance to do yeah. the right kind of visuals yeah. to make it work. Yeah. And uh, we we do need Kyle. We have to start like whipping Felicia to get our movie show off the ground. Yes, we talking do. About. Because really... she has never actually sat and watched the original Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. saw the second one. She's like, oh, what a beautiful movie. And we're like, oh, you never saw the original? <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a lot of stuff in there. So you should have seen that. Anyway, God, let's get to uh, what we're going to talk about instead of, you know, sidelining <laughs> yeah. ourselves into movies. We're doing it with Aaron here. Felicia's not even here, and we're still Felicia's doing it. Felicia's not even here. We're still doing it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm, I'm no, just let's as good talk as her. About cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I can sub in. It's fine. Uh, let's see, <laughs> Kyle. You had something interesting happen this week in, involving oh. talking with a certain somebody. Yes. So, okay. Let, let's this set is... it up. In in Utah, you cannot sell alcohol in the state that is above three point two percent. Right. Unless it three point two percent by weight, I think I believe because it's four percent by volume. Uh, inside, like uh, outside of grocery stores and like convenience stores, unless you sell it through the Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control, the DABC. Right, right. Yeah, Utah is one of several uh, alcohol beverage control states. Uh, That's a a holdover from the amendment that repealed prohibition. They repealed prohibition, but they allowed states to establish alcohol beverage control commissions. Uh There are there are a few dozen states that still have them. Yeah, Pennsylvania being one. Utah's Utah's one of them. Um, there's a, a long history of the the Utah Department of Alcohol Beverage Beverage Control being really shitty. <laughs> I mean, it it's a okay, government totally organization sh- being so, shitty to the citizens. What? <laughs> okay, so blue laws going poorly. <laughs> the 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 state legislature they they make the laws, and the DABC they're the people in charge of enforcing it and uh, controlling the the retail outlets the the state run liquor stores. That's not too far out of the norm. A few states are set up that way. That's where I got the, these great ears this week. <laughs> <laughs> the. The problem is, is for a very, very, very long time, the the Utah State DABC has not only been completely ineffective in doing and and w- at running the organization, but at trying to actually make because they they try to run it as a business. A state-run business, mm-hmm. but they've been completely ineffectual. They don't give a shit. Well, it's because it's normally ran this this corp the the Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control is ran usually by people that are non-drinkers, you know, or yes, most or not most even so much non-drinker, have, yeah. but teetotaler, like the people that don't yeah. want anything to do yeah. with alcohol at all. Yeah, a whole a whole lot of them, yes, historically yeah. have, but they've been kind of trying to fix that so that people who have a knowledge of how these things should work, or at least 
you is know, a passing knowledge. Just can't sell liquor. Is that really what we're talking about here? It's like kind of, kind of. Right, there's like people who couldn't couldn't win running a casino. I, basically, uh-huh. yeah, they, but, they fuck up but, consistently selling liquor in a state yeah, where people consistent. want liquor. It's, it's you mean been, a state? You could just say a state. Yeah, but they so they they just appointed a new commissioner to the the DABC, and so the. Story goes, the local reporter who covers the the DABC Purdue regularly uh, reported that the new commissioner was out, and for some reason, it was it was a, a something to note that she was not a drinker. Oh, you mean Ben Winslow from Fox Thirteen News? <laughs> Sorry, yes, he's he's yeah. a local Twitter celebrity because he fucking posts all the news there. It's really cool. He's great. No, Ben's Ben's actually fantastic. Yeah. Um, but that was but that was part of the release from the state that she wasn't a drinker. So he posted that and then and then he later clarified that she wasn't a drinker not for any particular reason, but just because not she, any puritanical reasons. So this not, is not for any puritanical reasons, but because she just doesn't particularly like it. I'm excited by this inversion. You're saying there's a job where not being much of a drinker is the thing that's sort of pointed towards as a problem. Like <laughs> you need, you need to, you need to be hitting the sauce a little bit more if you're going to hold they down should. this job. Buddy. You know, I, I personally, I personally think they should, but that's that's just that's just me. I think it should be a condition of the right. job where you get soused at least like it once a month, where you're like, well, you know, I I understand should. the strife of my fellow I fellow Utah. I, <laughs> I, I um, think if they're having trouble selling alcohol, maybe they could make that con- the condition of every job. Just just saying, like, get a little government stimulus in there, right? <laughs> so so this is this is all on Twitter, and this is all like this was fr- what Friday. Yeah, I believe it was Friday when you brought yeah, it up. Yeah, this was this was Friday when I brought it up. So this was the the Friday news dump. Uh, ben posts this on Twitter like he always does, and then um, her name's Jacqueline. She like tweets a reply to Ben to say, "Hey, to clarify my statements on not being a drinker." She's like, "I don't like it. I have drunk, but I just don't like it." But I am a consumer because I, I keep it in my house. I buy it for my friends and buy it for my kids and my right. dogs and my cat. <laughs> for sure, I buy it. No, I buy no really, people. I'm drinking. I'm drinking around other people. It's fine. I'm a it's drinker. Fine. It's a. So, I'm you know, a social drinker, I, not I, a crying I, in I my basement it, I drinker. I buy it for other people. You know, I saw that and I was like, <laughs> I said the same sure. thing, and I didn't yeah. get a job. It's it's really weird. I feel like I should apply for this thing. Like, <laughs> so I so. Being bored at work, I'm like, okay, I'll tweet a, you know, like snarky reply to the new DABC commissioner. Like, yeah, what, sure. So, as that's a what consumer, you fucking do on Twitter. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what you do. Like, hey, I am also a consumer. Hey, are you guys going to look at the fact that it takes like an hour and a half to like wait in line at a liquor store because you have like one every 30 miles here? <laughs> that's your first my first question would have been so Goldschlager or Jaeger <laughs> oh god you, Goldschlager you're starting uh, out the night right you're doing like about you know trying right. to see what, what kind of consumer you are yeah what kind of consumer what do, what's your first what's your first shot 
do you go for the do you go for the Popov or the Bartons first? Right. Are you more of a like bourbon neat or are you like do you want like a little bit of a little bit of scotch? Or are you a fireball drinker? <laughs> fireball or Evan Williams fire. That's what I fireball really want to know. Horrifying. It is. But so I, you know, send off that okay. It's a public she's a public official for the DABC. There's no way she's even going to acknowledge this. But sure, whatever. I've got time to kill. <laughs> But she actually, she sends me back a message like, yeah, we're actually, that's like one of my goals to look into the fact that we're like way underserving this population. And he's like, hey, let's, let's talk. So like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, you mean like, uh, like, oh, okay. So I send her a message like, um, well, like, Here's a bunch of other questions I have. Whatever. So, like, five minutes later, I'm on the phone with her. <laughs> and Twitter she's, is weird. She it's it is very, weird. very weird. Um, she's in. She's currently in Washington D.C. So she, she's like, "Hey, I've got like a thirty-minute drive from Arlington to this to the." the U.S. Capitol for a meeting. Give me a call. I've got time to talk. Like, one, that's fucking weird. Two, two, that's also really fucking awesome that Kyle from the Utah Outcast got to fucking talk to the TABC commissioner. We've been bitching about this organization for three (laughs) fucking years, and all of a sudden we have an inroad with them. What the fuck, man? Sure. So So she sends me her cell phone number. Sure, fine. So we, I wind up talking to her for like almost 30, 45 minutes about like what the DABC can actually do to report all of this stuff back to the, back to the, the governor and the legislature. And like nobody's ever talked about the fact that all of these people are underserved. Like nobody's ever probably pointed out the fact that, you know, half of your consumer base just goes across state lines because it's an hour away and Mm. it's more convenient to drive an hour out of state to buy liquor than to deal with the bullshit on the inside. Like, because, and I, I talked to her, I said, Hey, they make these laws. You know they make these laws to curtail consumption. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't work because it is literally more convenient to just drive to another state where it's easier and cheaper. So it's easier and cheaper for people to commit a felony. <laughs> huh. Than you know, just driving and waiting in line at a store. At least, like, you're talking to someone who's stuck in Washington traffic at that point, right? Like, yeah. if it takes her half an hour, like, you have a really useful object lesson, and, like, this is literally how long it takes someone to buy alcohol. Like, yeah. <laughs> how, how you doing over there? Like, what kind of alcohol are you going to pick up from the Capitol building when you get there? 
Is it going to be Goldschlager or Jaeger? There was like literally a point in the conversation where she's like, hold on a second, please. I've got to talk to the Capitol Police about where I can park. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting that you have the dialogue started. Maybe, maybe, I mean, just this is a big fucking maybe. And what, well, we can't do it on a Saturday night at 11 o'clock at night, but maybe we could get her on the phone one of these days and be like, Hey, Let's yeah. talk, you know. No, I've I've got her I've got her phone number and after our conversation she said, Hey after my first like official meeting with the commission and everything, I'm gonna give you a call and follow up with you and like try to figure out how to get things going. I said, Hey I said, Hey, just so you know, I've got a bit of an audience. So if you <laughs> need like people to provide feedback like i'm pretty sure I'm kind I, of somebody i can I can, <laughs> help, I can help you get people <laughs> what i hear y'all saying is that if i was in charge of getting you alcohol faster we could have been doing this recording earlier in the evening is that that's that's that entirely, my takeaway from this story that is entirely possible we, now, only, the, the... we only start recording when we do because of lines at the state liquor stores that's okay. That is fair. Oh, so you did. I, you did explicitly explain mm-hmm. to me that you had to go buy alcohol, and that was. Right. I didn't realize that was a big like because I walked down the street. It is like it is I can walk, you know, up two blocks in any direction and buy varieties of alcohols. No, Not no, as good I mean, alcohols like, right in this now. Right, right now, we're, we're me and X live. Uh, there is one store. It's closed within, <laughs> within like thirty miles. Uh, they they are building a new one right by me. They are built. Great. They are building mm-hmm. a new one. They are building a new one, but they have to have boxes. a separate driveway from the, the grocery store that's nearby. <laughs> they're oh building God. a new one, but I can bet you anything <laughs> that they build a new one and they close the old one. <laughs> that would be how they do things. That, that, that really be, is how this organization would, has been ran. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. Anyway, uh, right. we need to wrap this up. We need to get into the, the actual show here in a second. Yeah. I want to remind everybody that we just started an account on CuriousCat.me which is a way of anonymously dropping us questions. If you have questions you want to ask us and somebody asked the show the other day, it said, uh, church of Satan or the satanic temple. Oh, the and satanic I, temple. I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I went, I went full bore and I'm said, yeah, they have the seven tenants that are better. And it's like, the only problem is that church of Satan and now TST are starting to get a little bit of baggage assigned to them, you know? Uh, yeah, a true. bit, a you know, bit. so at least the seven tenants are at least somewhat decent to live by. I would say they, uh, they got the two of them got in a fight on my Twitter mentions at one point about yeah, which one, really, which one of them is the not, right one. That's not God, really so surprising. Funny. No, it they seems like it's fairly common yeah. in fighting within the <laughs> church of the satanic groups. I fucking love it. It's, it's so 2018. It's like the Satanists are disagreeing with each other over fundamental beliefs splitters <laughs> but it's not even they're not even like disagreeing over fundamental beliefs no it's like, the like people's front like of judea angry. versus the judean people's front right they're like <laughs> disagreeing over terminology <laughs> god damn it it's so funny anyway this is the utah outcast we'll catch you here in a second we're going to jump to a commercial unless you're a patron then it's going to go into a funny little bit anyway we'll catch you here back in a second be right back 
Do you know where Saskatchewan is? Probably not. It's in Canada. If you do, you might know a city named Regina. In Regina, there's a studio. And in that studio, there are, at least once a month, a bunch of skeptical atheists, geeks, and goofballs who get together to do a podcast. We are the Brainstorm Crew, and we're trying to help spread a bit of reason and critical thinking while still having fun. Never taking things too seriously, but still not accepting everything we're told, we go through different topics, exploring them in depth, and often disagreeing. We try to stick to provable facts, and we never trust a myth. That's why we say we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us. It's, it's so clearly obvious that the world isn't flat. We see when ships um, uh, leave the harbour, you can see as they gradually um, disappear below the horizon. Um, you can see if you go up onto a, a tall tower or a hill and you see more over the horizon. Uh, all our physics is constructed now. The physics of orbits, actually things going around um, the Earth, is all constructed um, with this with three-dimensional um, spherical world. I find it extremely interesting that Answers in Genesis, one of the, the many doctors that that are one of the that are the staff there has decided to tackle a subject which honestly for people that believe in biblical literalism it shouldn't be an issue uh anyway we have a doctor that's talking about uh Dan dr danny faulkner who is talking about flat earthers that have a problem with how north america is portrayed in a lot of the photographs that show up what Oh, okay. Yeah, and so and he, he starts off his article here, and this is from Answers in Genesis. He says, as I've written previously, flat, flat earthers deny that there are any satellites or astronauts. There is no ISS, and we haven't landed on the moon. So those photos and videos of astronauts in space must have been faked. So what do flat earthers think of NASA? Obviously not much. Flat earthers must insist that NASA is a sham organization that lied about everything it has supposedly done. Flat Earthers spend considerable time and effort attempting to debunk all things from NASA. Though their arguments are many, this article, I, I hope to bring up at least two complaints. So, one of their big things is they, that a lot of Flat Earthers claim that NASA is a play on Hebrew words where it's Nasha, N-A-S-H-A, where it, it's a translation of the Hebrew word for deception or to deceive somebody yeah fun fact hebrew has a lot of words for deceive we're kind of an underhanded folk <laughs> you said it not me yeah we, we, got, we got we got to pass on that one <laughs> it's a j card j card joke there yeah fun. so <laughs> so one of the things that the flat earthers like to bring up a lot of the time is that in pictures of the globe it always shows like a changing size of north america and other continents on the on the globe However, right. it's easily explainable. He spends, oh God, a lot of lean tissue trying to make the flat earthers, which let's put it out there to begin with. Answers in Genesis, the people that believe that the story of Genesis is true and something that you can count on. If you don't have the history right in Genesis, you don't have the history right in the rest of the Bible. Therefore, you sh if this isn't right, you shouldn't believe in any of this. 
are trying to tell flat earthers who are people that go off of the biblical representation of how the earth was trying to say that they're wrong about this. But anyway, he goes through and he spends a lot of this article. I mean, a lot of this article taking pictures of a globe that he has with different focal lenses that he has built based on his camera. And he goes through and he does the math for everything. And, and that's, that's great. I'm, I'm a, I appreciate the fact that the answers yeah. in Genesis person is using physics and math. Are you in the, um, it, does, it doesn't really, that doesn't really make sense. Does it? Yeah. Have you checked out the Facebook for Jesus group? They're, they're pretty active. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. The flat earthers, the Facebook flat earthers. For oh yeah. This is a, a, a big thing. They uh they're big into the idea of combining um young earth creationism with uh flat eartherism as a sort of two for one deal. I mean <laughs> m- conspiratorial just, mythology's gotta sure. evolve in the modern world. You know, you there's gotta, a, you gotta there's mix a two and match. for one deal on the conspiratorial crazy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it I works. Mean, it, they dovetail together pretty well. Have have they, we not they reached do, the point? really? I mean, what will it take, honestly, to have like a flat earther believe something that? I mean, they're not going to listen to you, Mister Answers in Genesis, because they're not listening to the people that say that NASA's a thing. They're not listening to the people that say that all of the science that we put out there is actually a thing. What is it going to take for the flat earther to believe that the Earth is not flat? Uh, launching nothing. one of them into space, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm it would con- take. I'm convinced that the best method is to take all conspiracies, conspiracy theorists and put them into middle management for like a while. Because, <laughs> like, just I don't need all of this math. Just completely destroy their will to live. We'll, we'll just completely destroy their belief that a large bureaucracy could keep something like <laughs> this a secret. Like, that any amount of organizational consistency and capacity like this could be maintained. Like, I don't need the math. All I need the math is like if there are more than five people who know a thing, it will become public. Oh, just just conscript, just conscript, huh? Mm-hmm. Just just conscript them to work for the federal government for one month. Yeah, and I'm you know they they can't pull off any kind of conspiracy like that. It just wouldn't work. And it's honestly an article that is way too long for anybody to actually read because you have the, like I said, biblical literalists trying to argue against the fucking flat earth people, which I'm pretty sure in the Bible it says, you know, the earth is flat and all its turtles all the way down or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right. sure it says something like that. Well, this is, the- I mean, this is a great example of like the kind of epistemic problem where because someone can never i mean like i feel like cannot have sufficient direct access to the information that will Mm -hmm. utterly disprove their theory that like they're just going to believe whatever they're going to believe i like i'd like to hope that like space tourism will solve this problem but i mean Maybe they'll explain it as being a really complicated simulation for all we know. Oh, I'm sure they would. If you oh launched them, I'm sure <laughs> if you launched one of them into space and you <laughs> and you live streamed their entire reaction, ninety percent of it would be 
this is a really impressive simulation. Yeah. This is awesome. Right up until they like went, okay, well, I'm going to blow the doors off this. And <laughs> they like fling open the hatch. Right. Massive decompression. Next thing you right. know, their insides are outsides. And I, I, God, it is such a long article based on somebody that says that Noah's Ark is true, yet Flat Earth is not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of a lot of physical evidence about that Noah's Ark thing, whereas like, you know, there's just dirt. We don't know what shape the dirt is. Sure, yeah. <laughs> show me the curve. Show me the curve. And then when you show them the curve, they're like, "That's not the curve. <laughs> That's it's just clouds. perspective." <laughs> okay. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. So much for the snow beast. Oh, thank you, Mr. Skeletor. You saved us. You really are wonderful. Listen, I am not nice, I am not kind, and I am not wonderful. Now, most of you folks out there probably didn't grow up around the satanic panic, especially if you're watching a lot of YouTube atheism kind of stuff. You might not realize how weird and awkward it was for a lot of us to grow up during the 80s, where a lot of people thought that just about everything came from the devil. Yeah, everything was satanic. I mean, to be fair, it was the 80s. It was a reasonable conclusion to it be drawn. Was that, like, I mean, everything were, was the devil. They weren't wrong. Everything was the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Except I go back and, you know, there was people like, like really against like kiss. Sure. And I go back and listen to kiss and I'm like, this is corporate right. rock about sex. Like this yeah. is not really metal. Yeah. Like, yeah. People, <laughs> people, people thought, people thought like twisted sister was satanic. Really? Guys. They were freaked out about D&D. I don't think it was the hardcore nature of the thing that was essential here. I think it was who was was engaging in it. Yeah. So what we're going to be talking about this clip is um, in the 80s, there was a certain group of people that thought that He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, well, they took specific umbrage with Masters of the Universe. Like, there's only one Master of the Universe, and that's Jesus. There's only one master of the universe, and he doesn't share power. I mean, He-Man is pretty clearly a Jesus allegory. Like, come on, guys. You know, stretch your mythology a little bit here. (laughs) Well, they were both gay. Well, and also, how did you not know that, like, Prince Adam was he- I mean, it's the whole Clark Kent (laughs) Superman thing. It's like- No, it was even worse than Clark Kent Superman, because he only changed his outfit. Now, I, I like the modern Christians more because they're like, let's just repurpose this, right? So we can talk about He-Man as the symbol of the Trinity, like he's fully human and fully God, and like maybe <laughs> the sword is the Holy Spirit or something, or the cat is the Holy Spirit. I don't know. We'll make it oh, work. Oh, Bible like, Man. Yeah, there you, you know, go. Yeah. You, you, you turn it back in, you know, like you, like you did with the, with the Christmas tree and stuff, right? Just repackage. Yeah, the stripes on the candy cane are Jesus's blood and other stuff. Exactly. Just, right. It's yeah, all Jesus's gross. blood. Everything, fucking everything in Christianity is Christ's Wait, blood dripping. I'm on really us. confused. Like, is is Christ's blood peppermint flavored 
or is it like <laughs> is it like like shitty grape flavor? I assume it's um tastes like Goldschlager, right? <laughs> oh, oh, deep callback. <laughs> Fucking running joke. Hey, did you catch that one? <laughs> it goes running past the microphone. <laughs> so He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and this is the kind of shit that was on TV back in the day from Christians that were trying to say that all of this cartoony shit was bad. I mean, it was a terrible cartoon. But I spent a Whoa. lot. Don't you dare. Don't Whoa. you dare. <laughs> How dare you call out my show full of weird talking animals and like creepy sexual fetish clothing. All I gotta say is stink or. I mean, that's that's really all I have to point to. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It was a formative. It was a formative part of my youth. I mean, yeah, the, mo- and- the movie is like almost as good as David Lynch's Dune. Let's be honest here. <laughs> the movie is basically softcore porn. Dolph Lundgren, right? Wait, wasn't yeah, Billy? Yeah. Wasn't Billy Barty the keeper of the keys guy? The 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 short guy that like the the dwarf dude? Wasn't that Billy Barty? I think yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure it was. For people wondering who the fuck Billy Barty is, <laughs> go Google it. That's all I gotta say. We've gotten deep into the acid re, re uh, memory weeds here. <laughs> so let me let's hear the Christians talking about He Man. You have a great challenge facing you, He Man. Perhaps the greatest of your life. Have you ever heard of the Star Seed? I thought it was a myth. It is no myth. It was here where we now stand that the explosion took place which created the universe billions of years ago. At this very moment, Skeletor is tunneling his way to the center of Eternia. Can you imagine what would happen? Is, is this possible, Phil, as we're watching this witch talking? She's talking about the creation of the universe, how it was created with a great big explosion, or what uh, some of the scientists would call the Big Bang Theory today, which <laughs> totally throws out creationism. <laughs> they're, really, they're really genuinely trying to equate something from a He-Man cartoon to creation. the action. <laughs> I... yeah. William Lake Craig shows up. I mean, if you really understood physics, He-Man, right? <laughs> Let's bring up the Kalam cosmological argument here. <laughs> right. I love that He-Man's response to the star seed is like all of these guys' responses to the female orgasm. I thought it, it was a myth. And the fact that it was like three frames of animation just tells you everything you need to know about He-Man back then. Like, mm-hmm. static body, the only thing that moves is the mouth a little bit. You know? <laughs> oh, um, um, um. Hey, this this re um this cheap bought Jap animation, you know, then you know, yeah, you got to stretch it. <laughs> Super cheap. Oh man, you're bringing me back to Speed Racer days. You know, <laughs> get some of that, get some of that Voltron action. Yeah, fucking love that show. And then we see her saying that Star Seed is all powerful, and she mentions Skeletor and Castle Grayskull, which we'll get to a little later. But all of this, I mean, we're no, we seeing won't. such occultic overtones and. This uh, segment we just played was not something we looked for. We just turned on the TV and recorded the first segment we saw. Isn't that correct? That's right. I love that part so much because it's the most uh, believable thing we've heard so far. Like, <laughs> absolutely, totally believe you literally sure. just turned on the television and started recording and then tried to make this shit up. And found something to be offended about. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally was, suspect that there was no right. planning that went into this. No, no, no. I mean, t- I mean, just like I mean, to be fair, this was like basically every He-Man episode ever. Yeah, that was, I love that he's gonna get to the gray was, skull like it's 
the second half of his dissertation or something. <laughs> now, let's let's <laughs> turn to the, the, the yeah. Back to uh, exposing some of these right. uh, characters that we see in the cartoons. Sure. So, Phil, would you tell us about the characters we're seeing on the screen right now? Well, we have a good versus evil here battle, but the good is empowered by satanic power. It's a action figure that has like two points of articulation. Yeah. You can move shoulders and that's about it with this thing. It's, that's about yeah. all that you had with this fucking toy. This I don't think you Eli. can expose He-Man any more than He-Man is already exposed. Do you remember the ones where you'd hit the chest and the thing would flip yeah, around the and it showed the different around. hits yeah. that it would have? Yeah. yeah. I'm old as shit. <laughs> I remember these toys. The warrior goddess or the patron saint of all warriors. That's you not that she's wearing a cobra head breastplate and has a cobra head staff in mm -hmm. her hand. Now the cobra is the symbol for demonic power and no. protection. Wait, no, it's no, no, it's not. Well, the Karate Kid fucking lied to me all these years now because I thought Cobra Kai was just a bunch of surfer dudes from California that were trying to be martial arts experts yeah I, like, I didn't realize what? they were a satanic cult <laughs> i mean i just got distracted at this point looking at the um the figurine who was so <laughs> sort of confidently grasping that giant snake, snake and as they point out in a little yeah. bit like it's a pretty hot figurine <laughs> and this sure. young lady is involved in witchcraft and you notice that she's a very voluptuous looking thing and they wear oh, very sure. tightly clad clothes and and sometimes they're painted on clothes. <laughs> these are these are two grown men getting visibly turned on by a child's toy, and I am sitting, really into this fetish. Let me tell they're you, sitting in blue and white, high backed, high winged fucking chairs, like like there is no better representation of the late seventies, early eighties than the set that they decided to film on and the clothes they decided to wear. Like the, the weirdest part about this is, is that they're not on coke doing it. <laughs> the homeboy doing the fucking interview here. He's sitting here with like leather bottom shoes with like gray slacks and a burgundy coat wearing a fucking Jerry Curl hairstyle with a fucking rape me mustache going on here. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. so goddamn mm -hmm. good. <laughs> like I think uh the the patrons that brought us this clip because I couldn't remember where it came from and somebody shared it with us. Thank goodness that you guys did. Here we go. Sometimes even negligee type things on the show. So there's a sensuality about the toys also. Yes. This character is called Many Faces. Now, no, 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 no. Manny Faces, isn't Manny it? Many Faces. Yes, it's Manny Face. Yeah. In a, in a cartoon, Many Faces becomes demon-possessed by drinking a magical potion that Skeletor gives him. Now, he is, he is released from that. He becomes a good character, but he still has the demon living within him, and every once in a while it wells up inside and makes him an evil character again. <laughs> so oh, you know that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing that you... Yeah. Classic kinda, literature. You know. Are we going to do a right. psych thing now? I'm, I'm, like, I'm happy to talk I about mean, pathos. Sure, sure, yeah. But <laughs> really? So <much> pathos. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I hate to be the person to say this, but you might be taking He-Man a little too serious. Whoa. <laughs> There's Whoa. no such thing there, Kyle. God, Whoa. you're offending me. <laughs> like I said, I I hate to be the person to say that. 
because there's no was, amount of deconstruction was, that is unacceptable. Yeah, this was this was a very important part of my childhood. There was a point in time where I I this was my like life ambition to be He-Man or something. So I wake in the morning and then I step outside and I take a deep breath and I get real high <laughs> and I scream at the top of my lungs. What's going on? <laughs> he crosses back and forth. You mean little children with a many faces toy. Now I've got the little many faces toy here can actually see him transform from a demon possessed uh, skeleton type of creature to a good guy creature. And we could go around to the different faces. And this has got to have some kind of a message to the children. No, it's no, wait, sometimes really? a cigar is just a cigar, guys. Pretty sure the message, message is buy toys, right? <laughs> sometimes, Here's some more crappy sometimes, plastic. Yeah, sometimes an action figure with a face that rotates is just, <laughs> just a toy. <laughs> I mean, I had an exorcist action figure growing up. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but, you know. Did you have a Pazuzu toy? That's what I'm wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, definitely. It says you can be demon-possessed and still be good. It's the PowerPoint Dread. Now, in the PowerPoint Dread, we see Skeletor in a classic lotus position of meditation. Legs crossed, palms (laughs) on the knees. It's a fucking... It's a panel from a comic book. Like, one single page from a comic book. He's sitting there with... It's not even lotus position because it's like... His heels aren't on his thighs. He's like just sitting like Indian leg style. Like he's just sitting with legs crossed is about all it is. It's not. He's, uh, he's aligning all his bone chakras. <laughs> Fucking root chakra where it comes from your asshole. <laughs> That's what these guys are pulling this from. Yeah, my bone chakra. Yeah. He is levitating off the ground in a yoga type position. Right. <laughs> he has a power beam coming from his head holding a crystal ball. Crystal ball is used in necromology or communication with the dead. Right. And he's talking. Why? How is that just an accepted fact? I mean, how is that okay? It's like, oh, yeah, it's used in necromology. I mean, Excuse how are you going to talk to the dead? What? I mean, what? like. I mean, how else would you talk to the corpses that exist on the planet? Sure. We, had, we haven't invented Twitter yet. It's going to be a second. <sighs> God damn it, Aaron. <laughs> Bring me back okay. to reality no, all of no, a sudden keep, here. Keep going. Keep going, because <laughs> okay. this has got to get better. Mm-hmm. about that this crystal ball is the only thing that will allow him to focus all of his psychic energies. That's on the first page of one comic book. I can't believe this. And so, <laughs> all kinds of... A- I can't believe this. <laughs> I can't believe I, I, I opened my things. eyes and saw a thing that I wanted to see. I can't believe it. I can't believe my eyes. Cultic things happening right in the front right. of the comic book here. You say this was actually used to crush a, a, a dove that represents total satanic power. Of course, uh, we know that the goat's head, the ram's head, represents Satan anyway in the yeah. occult. They switched over to a skeleton figurine is what they're talking about here. Yeah, they lost you in a big way on that one. Uh Yeah, they they jumped. They jump cut on that one. So little boys are really being programmed to evil. And where does Skeletor live? I'd get this toy up here if we can get that on the screen. And uh, here's the snake and all. I mean, this is definitely an occultic toy. And it. I was never the kid that was able to have the Skeletor playset (gasps) or the Castle Grayskull playset. I had the Castle Grayskull, but I could. this was one I always wanted, but never was it Snake Mountain got. or something like that. What did they call it? I, I can't remember. Something like that. I don't. I just had I just had one spinning He Man. That was it. 
I just remember like I had a choice between that or like the G.I. Joe toy I wanted. I, I really had to make my decision on that one. I mean, how are they not more focused on the fact that like right. He-Man is barely dressed to begin with and like <laughs> no, no, the plastic not. wears off immediately. So he's naked. He's a naked man toy <laughs> immediately. But what I really remember, I mean, and, and this is really just going off in the weeds, but they repurposed the Castle Grayskull toy for the the Dungeons and Dragons animated cartoon toy. Oh, God. <laughs> it was the same toy with like a different paint job. Why don't you see more Skeletor Mumra crossovers? I feel like those two know. would hang out. Like you want me to talk like Mumra because <laughs> I can talk like Mumra. <laughs> yeah, I feel I like know. they have to have a relationship like I Ian McShane and Patrick Stewart. I don't know. See, I just want to talk. About, I just want to talk about old toys now. That's that's really all it is. Yeah, let me break out my Silverhawks gear. <laughs> oh God, damn it! The Silverhawks gear, and they had the the eagle, and you push the button on its ass, and its wings go. <laughs> yeah, that I remember. That oh, was I awesome that because I remember torturing my brother with that because you'd sneak up to your like brother and you go. <laughs> And all and my mask like, toys. Chop too. his I nose. Loved, I, I loved mask. It's got and an interesting little feature here. I'm going to turn it on. It. Oh, it's the voice changer. Oh shit! I forgot about this. You can oh, actually no. transform your voice from uh, your regular voice to that of an occultic hero. Is. That- <laughs> an occultic hero. Now, who played Skeletor in the live action? Was that Robert Loggia that played fucking Skeletor? I could be I could be wrong. I, I I'm thinking I No, 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 no. It wasn't Robert Loggia. It was uh oh shit, what is it? Hang on, let me look this up. Uh Masters of the Universe movie. <laughs> This is really important information. It really fucking is. It, it well, really not, is. I, I assume you'll get messages from your fans if you don't um, yeah, get this oh right. They, they will. So much shit. Uh, I mean, Frank, really? No, no. To... Hey, here it is. It's Frank Langella. <laughs> 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 uh, man. Is that yeah. correct? So let's get a Skeletor type of voice. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> You have a lav mic. What the fuck are you thinking, man? Let's put this microphone up next to another microphone. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Let me turn this on here. I, I think I'm getting it too loud. Skeletor, the master of the universe. Does that give you kind of an example of... Uh, yeah, you should see the commercial sure. they play with it. You know, it yeah. transforms your voice into that. That is super deep. So my dad was talking about my presentation in a church, and a little boy was seen afterwards. I mean, I didn't even do the presentation. And afterwards, he was seen in the parking lot. Now, this is a kid growing up in a Christian home, going to church, Sunday school, the whole shot. Right. Out in the parking lot with He-Man in his hand, running around in circles, saying, He-Man has more power than Jesus. He man has more power than Jesus. Well, that kid's just a little shithead. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he is not wrong. No. Yeah, you could hit somebody with He Man. He's physical. Yeah, no he exists. Hmm. No Causal efficacy, man. Yeah, it doesn't I, matter. I, I'm sorry, but if he if they were in a fight, I'd put my money on He Man. <laughs> yeah. 
It sounds he like man, this toy just turned into totally a narc, by the way. Jesus. <laughs> There's not much else to say about that. God, what a... <laughs> Thank you, I mean... patrons, for sending that to me, but at the same time, it's like, way to take me down a memory lane that I honestly probably did not need to go back down. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, but I really, I just... Now I... Now... I'm so pissed off. I was so pissed off when I got that Dungeons and Dragons animated series castle playset, and I opened it up, and it was just the fucking He-Man castle Grayskull set. Oh, I already had injustice. one of those. I already had one of those, and now I have two of the exact same thing. Now, the barbarian kid, what was his like animal sidekick? Was it a sheep? I can't remember. He's like a goat or something. Oh, no, was he unicorn? It was a baby. Like oh, unicorn. right. Yeah. Kyle, we're old as shit. Aaron, you're with us too, man. <laughs> Did you know that if you're not a Patreon patron, you're not getting the entire show each week? It's true. We record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil, you're missing out. Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. Look at it as an investment on your entertainment each month, where much more than the cheap little pizza you might miss out on if you decided to become a patron. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash utahoutcasts for more information. I am so sorry, Mrs. Griffith. I have no idea what got into my son. Well, just have him return the candy and everything's fine. Justin, you give this young man his candy back right now. All right, here. Thanks. Now we want Justin's candy. What? You heard me. Take Justin's bag of candy and pour it into Stewie's. All of it. And if I think you're holding back on me, we're going to have a serious problem. Well, all right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, serious problem. Good. Now go in your purse, take out $40, and put it in the bag. All right, all right, Lois, you're kind of scaring me now. Uh, I don't have $40. All right, I understand. I'll be back tomorrow for the $80. And I'm taking your welcome, Matt. You know, with this week being uh, Halloween and all, I, I thought we should probably at least do one video where we talk about the, the Halloween thing. And... <laughs> I found a video from Awaken LA Church that talks about the 10 reasons you should never celebrate Halloween. And I'm torn because this is like a seven minute video and I don't want us to have to go through the whole thing. Thankfully, they finish up around four minutes. So we're, we're going to go ahead and let it play. Okay. We're going to try to get as many big chunks out of the way as we can. And okay. then we'll comment on them as we go along. Let's, let's let them hear reason number okay. one. Let's start with that. And it starts with this stupid Bible quote. Here are 10 reasons why you should never celebrate Halloween. 
This video was inspired by John Ramirez. You can watch his testimony in the link at the end of the video on how Jesus Christ saved his life from 25 years of practicing witchcraft. Now he lives to share his testimony. Into yeah, I... Okay. Wait, I, I sure. do have a specific drop just for this guy. And let me oh, see, where, oh, which one is oh, it? It's, okay. um... It's, uh, 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 which one? Oh, uh, yeah, I found it. Here it is. I don't care. I don't, <laughs> don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but he was practicing witchcraft. Witchcraft, and now he's practicing Christian witchcraft, which sure. is essentially the same thing. To expose the plans of the devil. Reason number one. Halloween is the devil's holiday. People no, not, not. Really, not if not, you go back to the origins of Halloween. It's not not even if you not even modern interpretation. Like never in the history of the holiday has it been associated with the devil at yeah, all. Let's, let's see what the Christians are going to say about it, though. People mindlessly celebrate Halloween without realizing that this is the biggest day where witches and warlocks all around the world practice satanic ceremonies to bring a spiritual attack on the church and the community. Yeah, no, not so much. I think they're doing that mainly just to get laid and, you know, bring a bountiful harvest kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> sure. They're not but attacking really, you specifically, like, guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, quit to taking be honest, it so fucking to, personally. To be honest, anybody who does any kind of ritual to attack the church, your church, is doing it to annoy the fuck out of you. And, and that's you're, it. You're you're letting them win when you do this kind of thing too. So. Yeah. But it's okay. Go ahead. Keep fighting the good <laughs> fight. <laughs> I know whose team I'm on. Yeah, definitely. Reason number two. Curses behind the pumpkin by the door. Speaking from a guy that has yeah, to carve a lot of these fucking things tomorrow, uh, they are kind of a curse, I mean, but yeah, the, the curses. <laughs> there are definitely curses that go into carving the pumpkins. God yeah. damn it, these fucking things! <laughs> the pumpkin represents the demon that controls the rivers, whose no, name is Oshun. No, it's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's fuck. Do you no. go from pumpkin to Oshun? No, it it's just not. Type of Jezebel in Santeria. This pumpkin brings demons into your house when you put the pumpkin at your door on Halloween. You are giving the devil an entryway into your house and family. Be afraid! Be afraid! Look, be scared. Uh, Santeria has nothing to do with <laughs> Halloween. Nothing to do with it. Jesus Not Christ. at all. Nothing at all. Uh... Reason number three. Open doors through celebrating Halloween. The devil loves it when believers celebrate Halloween and get dressed up. No matter how much you read the Bible, he loves Christians who celebrate Halloween because it brings a four to five generational curse to your family. He knows that the next generation will celebrate Halloween as a ripple effect and attach the curse to other family members. What a shitty deity if that's how he operates. <laughs> You're not allowed to go around and trick-or-treat, otherwise it's a, it's a pox upon you and your four generations beyond you. <laughs> really? 
I mean, when you get to like the fourth generation, do you think that fourth generation even realizes anything is going on? No, it's just like, oh, well. It's what okay. my grandfather and great great grandfather did for years and years. It's like, sure, sure. Family tradition. Okay. Shit happens. Reason number four Harvest is not a substitution for Halloween. I, before bringing up this video, I didn't realize that harvest was a thing. And I grew up in the Bible Belt. I had no idea that this was a substitute for Halloween that was done at the at the Christian churches. No, no, no. The harvest is not that. No, <laughs> it's it's just, just not celebrate Halloween or harvest. You bring a curse to the church and upon the children of the church when you substitute this holiday. Why create a substitution for this demonic holiday? If you celebrate Harvest Festival, you celebrate Halloween. We feel like we must entertain people to keep them in the church or to have them come back, but we don't. We must bring the cross and God will do the rest. Well, that okay. sounds like something that's not going to have me interested in quite a long time. If I'm not in if Look, I'm not entertained by the thing that I'm taking part of, why the fuck would I continue to do so? Hence no, no, this you podcast, but, you know. But Okay. <laughs> since since they brought it up in in agrarian cultures, uh harvest festivals were not they were not uncommon things and they didn't happen once a year. There was there were harvest festivals that were held for multiple crops that happened at different times of year. Yes, there's a harvest festival that happens around this time of year, and it was usually like the the late season, like pumpkins, gourds, now, squash. Don't ever Fruit. let this don't let this lady ever watch over the garden wall. I could only imagine the kind of fucking string of videos we'd have from this lady based on a kid's cartoon. Right. <laughs> it's just Halloween, people. It, there's nothing sinister about it at yeah. all. Yeah. Most most harvests most harvests happen uh late summer. Gee, when it starts getting cold and plants stop, you know, producing offspring. <laughs> right. Most mm. most plants, most most things that are farmed, uh, have produced they, all of their fruit by the by the end of the summer, and they tend to at go this into, point. I at need to survive mode. Right at this point, the end of October, we're in like the 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 last the last bit of fall. Yep. Not the reason number the, five. Reason number five. The delusions behind costumes. Now, can I just point out really quickly for people that are watching this on video, delusion on this video is is spelled D I L L U S I O N S. I mean, really, not D E L. <laughs> oh my god! I knew I was in for a treat when I saw the misspelling there. I'm like, that's great. This is one of the biggest allusions to the church. And they misspelled that. Devil too. changed Adam and Eve's identity when they were in the garden. When Christians put on a costume of something they're not, they open themselves up to a demonic attack. Your identity has changed. The devil. Wait, 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 wait. What the fuck did the devil do to Adam and Eve in the, in the garden? He made them change their identities? No, 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 he didn't. Not according no, he just to said, any hey, text. 
Hey, nibble this fruit and you'll have the same wisdom as God, you know? Yeah, not according to any text I've read. And that's not how costumes work. (laughs) They don't change your identity. No. Paul is the biggest identity theft. He tried to make Jesus question his own identity when he tempted him. In Matthew chapter 4, it says, if you're really the son of God. Many Christians walk around without an identity to what God has called them to be. They don't know their purpose, but they sure do know how to celebrate Halloween. Reason number six. Well, we'll get to reason number six. Didn't Satan tempt him? He's like, hey, you don't have to suffer. You know, just just eat and drink and, you know, hang out with me and, you know, you'll have a much better time. It's yeah, it has it was nothing to do with Halloween <laughs> and taking candy and... It was, ba- it was basically, <sighs> oh, hey, guy, you haven't eaten for a while. You, you, you want some bread? Don't tempt me, foul demon. All right, man. I'm sorry, but- you're... You're obviously very delusional. <laughs> sure, sure, you're very delusional. Um, you sure you don't want some bread? I'm just going to go ahead and leave this it. food here yeah. and then walk God. away. You know? God damn it, Jesus, you need a Snickers. <laughs> it's the opposite of Christ. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Halloween is the just, just happens to be the opposite of Christ. You know, the fuck does that mean? Halloween is the opposite of Resurrection Sunday. The importance we have when we celebrate Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday is the same type of importance to devil worshippers when they celebrate Halloween. Spotted the Catholic. That's all I gotta say. Spotted yeah, the Catholic. No. <laughs> Reason number no, seven. Sure. Fine. Reason number seven. November first is not about the saints. Oh yeah, I was right. Spotted the Catholic. Hey, how about that? <laughs> the day after Halloween is Saint Day, November first. Oh, you mean in that religion that co-opted the pagan holiday to begin with? That you, the reason you got them to join Christianity is like, oh no, 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 we celebrate the harvest and the Halloweens and all that fun stuff that you guys do. We just call it something else. They bring food offerings to dead relatives, but it is truly demonic. Reason number eight: it's betrayal to God. Well, that's a pretty hefty fucking charge there. Betrayal to God. It's- says in 1 Corinthians 10.21, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons too. You cannot have a part in both the Lord's table and the table of demons. How can you call yourself blessed and saved while celebrating Halloween? For example, it's like saying a married couple says they love each other, but then they go off and commit adultery. Which is plausible. As very plausible that doesn't have anything to do with it but Love really has nothing no, to do let, with no, let's, sex let's, you know <laughs> yeah but let's let's get back to the the fact that she's like trying to say that a, a fun-sized twix is the same as drinking the from the devil's cup <laughs> i was gonna be like fun size are never really fun no and that's I mean, I mean, sure, I guess that could be, like, the devil's trick. Aha! Well, it's not it, really fun. In an attempt to uh, derail the entire fucking thing here, what, what's the candy that you steal from your kids every year? All of them? <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, yes, because they forget <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it, but... it's like, so you, you first go for, like, the, the Reese's Cups. Really? I See, I'm 
Well, you know, I've always known I'm a, I'm a weird fucking candy connoisseur kind of person because I'm one of those people that actually likes like jujubes when I have candies and stuff or like Mike and Ike's and stuff like, or not even Mike and Ike. Oh, sure. Sure. No, hang on. Good and plenty's because people are like, Oh, are gee, eating yeah. that, that chalky licorice candy for him. Like, it's well, delicious okay. To me. Okay. But, but if, what if I, the, what I, what I demand every time the kids go trick or treating every year is if you get any dots, those are mine. <laughs> oh yeah. No, the, the dots are, the dots are good. Those dots. are, those are like few and far between though. Oh man, a couple of years ago, like it was like every other house had like boxes of those things, and I'm like, I'm just yeah. shoveling four or five in my mouth at every time. I'm like, I like dogs; they're really good. <laughs> yeah, those those are few and far between, but like they're they're usually they're usually a few like Reese's cups, so you can get away with taking those. Uh, yeah. I'll take I'll take all of those. I'll take all the three musketeers. But too. the uh, <laughs> no, I'll take the Twix too. And if and the almond if joy are, and the mouse. If there are Twix, I'll take the I'll take the Twix. Yeah. I mean, really, I'll just like whatever is there. I'll okay. You guys got a bunch of candy. Let put it away. And you <laughs> wait a week, and they forgot about it, and then you're like, it's all mine. <laughs> hey, awaken L.A. Church. You you do realize that people can be married love each other and still have an open marriage where they're allowed to have no, no, partners, of course, right? Of course they don't realize that. They, no, they don't. No. Reason number nine. Curses become active when Halloween begins. Oh, <laughs> you know, for the rest of the year, they're laying dormant. <laughs> sure. 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 I mean, with that statement, that's exactly what she's implying. I mean, that's... I mean... Right? I mean, I don't have the logic here wrong, where it's like, sure. curses become active when Halloween begins. The curses only when they become celebrate active. Halloween. The whole curses picture become of Halloween when you eat is the to smart. bow down to the devil. The biggest witchcraft is done on Halloween. Coffins, bones, etc. Coffins, coffins, bones, etc. And, <laughs> and, and double bubble. <laughs> Fucking... I can blow some magical bubbles with double bubble. It's it's coffins, bones, and the people who give out that that fucking cheap ass shitty bubble gum. <laughs> or the people that hand out smarties. Fuck you, smarty smart houses. <laughs> I mean, smarties are great. They 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 a last bit. a good long time, and you can you hang on to those. And this last thing you eat, it's like one little piece at a time. Well, and I was also one of those people that really enjoyed the bottle caps. You know, I, I oh shit, bottle caps were great. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween is an abomination to God. When you create harvest or a Halloween party, carving pumpkins, putting up spider webs on windows, buying goblins, or any buying goblins. Buying goblins. <laughs> Where do you buy goblins? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh I, I, didn't, I, I didn't take a turn down Nocturnally, you fucking prick. <laughs> you don't buy goblins? I'm sorry. No. I didn't go to Gringotts on this one. <laughs> go to buy some goblins. You can't. You don't buy goblins? They're they sentient species. Totally not cool. <laughs> You can't just buy another sentient species. Other demonic related object, you must repent. Cut off all those ties and close off those spiritual doors. Break the curses off your family and the next three to four generations in your family line in Jesus' name. Reason number 10. 
Oh, this is going to be rich. This is the last one. Here we go. Okay. Halloween is a trap set up by the devil. God damn it, I knew it. <laughs> Halloween is a trap set up by the devil. Right, but not once have they mentioned, like, razor blades and candy. That, that's what I was expecting when I first picked up yeah. this video. Halloween is a poison to believers and non-believers alike. Many people get killed, shot, and go missing. On what? Many people get killed, shot, or go missing on Halloween. Really? Not no, any time really? I've ever gone. And they, they keep uh, like, showing footage not, in the background here where it's like Devil's Night in Detroit where people are firebombing shit. It's like... Yeah, that was a total... That's totally a different thing. Um, and it was mostly pretend for movies and stuff. Yeah, you know, The Crow. <laughs> yeah, like The Crow. Fire it up! Fire it Fire up! It up. <laughs> I'm not skank. That's skank. Skank's dead. <laughs> oh, I've seen that movie too many times. On Halloween, don't play with fire. If you play with fire, you'll burn your whole house down. The devil has a mastermind strategy on how to deceive people. Remember, he is the father of lies. The devil kills, steals, and destroys through these types of holidays and culturally encourages... Wait, wait, you want to, you want to try that again? Culturally... Deceive people. Remember, he is the father of lies. The devil kills, steals, and destroys through these types of holidays and culturally encouraged <laughs> traditions. It's a trap set up. The enemy's purpose is to keep you away from the cross. First Corinthians ten twenty says, uh, "I don't, I, I don't care anymore. Right, I don't care. You're done. You're done. done. Once, once you start going to like scripture, we're like, yeah, no, that that's fine. You can. It's fine." You can believe that if you want, but we're, we're, we're done talking to you about that. That's fine. Ugh. That's fine. Really, I mean, the whole thing is just so that your kids can bring you candy. Isn't it great? <laughs> you know, yeah. There's, there's very few times where, you know, having offspring pays off. This is one of those times. <laughs> it doesn't make up for the rest of the year, but man, is it is it handy sometimes. Like. Oh, I yeah. wanted. I would love to have a Snickers. Bring me a Snickers, and they bring you a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really, really shitty because it's just the tiny little one. Like nobody even gives out the fun size anymore. They're just like the little square ones now. Mm. I still prefer the ones where it's like half a bar. Those are so good. Yeah, yeah. The that's half that's a bar just one. enough Snicker. <laughs> yeah. Says, but says, no, no, says the fat fuck hosting the show. <laughs> well, that about does her. Wraps her all up. And it was a pretty good story, don't you think? Made me laugh to beat the band. Parts, anyway. I guess that's the way the whole darn human comedy keeps perpetuating itself down through the generations. Westward the wagons, across the sands of time until we... Oh, look at me. I'm rambling again. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail. All right, folks. Well, that does it for this week. If you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the content we put out. Or better yet, become a patron and watch me eat a Jim Baker bucket and don't miss anything else that we do. Uh, let's see this episode. We had a new patron by the name of digital, Witch one. Thank you for joining the show. Uh, we have Amber Mulvaney, Eric Hall, George Bisson, who Kyle 
Kyle, smile for him. He he, he loves it when you smile. <laughs> uh, Michael Hi, Stevens, Peter Hockley, Timothy P. Smith, Anwin Davies, Deborah Simon, Gary Gurfin, Kimberly Kellogg, Nathaniel Cavalona, Satan's Little Monkey, Stacey Starzl, Stephen Besley, Celia Gray, Alan Firth, Ardawin, Corey Johnston, host of the Brainstorm Podcast, and the Hardcore Skeptic. When are you going to bring back the Hardcore Skeptic? I haven't heard very many episodes of that. Uh, Darcy Bowman, Dave Lindop, Desire Lynn Ward, George Green, Joshua Abadie, who's moving on up, Lord Caitiff, the, uh, let's see, Michael McKay Blair, Michael Smuda, Mike Bowman, Mike Yoakum, lots of mics, uh, Mr. Bible Pants, Mr. Mahoney, Patrick Neary, Rosabelle Howden, Scott John Harrison, some random, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Angelica Pearson, Fenno 3000, Stephen Andrus, James Barrett, Joseph, uh, let's see, and we have Michael Thompson, who is still at that $15 level, which we don't, which honestly doesn't exist, but he decided to give us 15 bucks <laughs> a month so we could eat a bucket. And our big bosses of patronage at $20 a month, we have Andrew Medina, just a Southern Atheist Gentleman, and Robert Levine. And I think we had somebody else. Oh, wait, no, I already said that was James Barrett that joined us at the $10 level this week. We really do appreciate all that you do to continue uh, uh, for us to continue making the show. From the bottom of our, sor- our vacant hearts and souls, thank you so much for all you do for the show. We really do appreciate it. Before we wrap it up, we need to remind folks that if you're okay, we're okay. God, I can't speak tonight. <laughs> We're okay if you don't have the ability to share your love for the show via Patreon. There are multiple methods in which you can do to share your support. Find us on YouTube and subscribe there. Leave us a review on whatever service you catch us on because there hasn't been any new iTunes reviews. I mean, I'm not crestfallen over this. However, it'd be nice. You know, uh, shoot us an email or a text like we did, like we got from Richard McMurray, who says that keep up the funny conversations. I listen to you guys every night. Well, we're doing way too much content really? if you can hear us every night. Wow. Yeah, if you can listen every night. Uh, uh, my my favorites are about the Ark Encounter, which, you know, puts to rest the 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 soul searching we had earlier in this week. Like, are we doing too much <laughs> ham stuff? Are we I, doing I guess too much? Maybe not. Uh, please keep me informed on the latest news concerning that highly scientific endeavor. Ha ha ha. It's, so. it's sinking. It, yeah, and it's going to continue land, to do so. It's <laughs> landlocked, and yet somehow... It's sinking. Somebody tried to fucking, oh man, somebody trying to gaslight us the other day said like, oh, well, it's normal for attendance parks, uh, for for parks like this to have less attendance on the second year because they're selling more yearly passports instead of the the daily ones. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Well, and and I just go, well, that's great. However, he didn't reach the initial like two million mark that he had on the first yeah. year that he was talking about. Anyway, so anyway, shoot us an email or a text. Uh, this show would be absolute garbage without our listeners. And with that, it's time to bring episode number two hundred and twenty-one. Wow, with two twenty-one. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's it for this one, folks. Uh, remember, everyone, you're welcome. Good night, everybody.
every message, every comment ever made by trolls will retroactively be given a tag with the author's name, location, and full internet history. Fuck. It's time once again for that time-honored tradition. I think we've done we've done quite a few of them on this channel recently where we do uh, comments from trolls and some of these are actually really good troll comments and uh, a couple of them are just ones I wanted to bring up. So I'm going to get started with William Edward Hackman. Dude, you don't have to put your first, middle, and last name into a comment that you're putting on Twitter. I mean, on Twitter, on YouTube, <laughs> because... I mean, you don't have to, but hey, props for... That's not your real name. I, I bet you it is. Hack Hackman <laughs> seems like a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> he says he he says the following, and I don't remember what video this was. He says, "Oh, this was about us talking about Guzman 1611." Oh, yeah, yeah. This guy felt it necessary to bear his testimony towards us, and he says, "I believe what the King James Bible says. The reason why I believe what the King James Bible says." Fuck this guy. It's because the King James Bible tells me it's real. <laughs> because I want to go to heaven when I die, not hell. That's that, a prison that of your valid own making. So far. Yeah. That's a prison Fuck. of your own making there, sir. Uh, evolution sends people to hell. I didn't nope. realize that was the tenet. One of the that, did, did Charles really... Darwin write that in Origin of the Species, like in the very yeah. like the... no uh, Darwin says evolution sends people to Pound Town. If you're confused, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I want to go. Yeah, the only so... way to go to heaven is to believe in the King James. No, he doesn't say that. The only way to go to heaven is to believe on Jesus Christ for salvation. Well, mm -hmm. not really, because there are other books that have different yeah. ways to get there. Yeah, Book of Mormon yeah. says I'm going to heaven. I mean, the that's Jesus cool. part isn't important. Get to the good part of this. This, like, yeah, the, the second half makes, of this quote is amazing. It makes an odd, really fucking odd, like 180 degree turn right left here, turn, where it's like I turn. love this. I love this Dadaism so much. <laughs> Go, please. I I also play video games. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Go wide with it. Go on. <laughs> what else do you have to say, William? The video games that I play are called Total Annihilation <laughs> and Total Annihilation Kingdoms and Strategy Games. I didn't realize so? that the video there's a video but game the called is, Strategy these Games. Are, no, these aren't these aren't even like real video games. These are like mobile phone games. <laughs> I don't know, total, but Total Annihilation Kingdoms. They really um tied up all the plot holes from the first one in that one. I play Civ Five only. I only play that version of Civilization. <laughs> I just—I I don't know. I only play the King James version of Civs. <laughs> Jesus called him to bear witness, and apparently, what he called him to bear witness about was about pay-to-win video games. <laughs> well, he gets—he gets like extra in-game gold for posting about his YouTube <laughs> on YouTube channels. <laughs> oh my God, he's a gold farmer in his free he time. Says... He's a gold farmer for Jesus. I play those games just for fun, not up my life or anyone's life. What the fuck does that mean? That's not up my the, life. That's kind life. of the point of all games, isn't it? Did, I just believe the word leave. fuck out of there. I think it's supposed to be not fuck up not my life. For fun, what's the point? I just believe what the King James Bible says. William, I don't know what to say to you, sir. Thank you for the weirdest fucking comment we've had this week. That just made my day. Uh, the maybe next try, one that we have... Maybe try reading a different book and playing better games. How about that? 
Oh God, there's so many games. There are so many games, William, you could play. Seriously. Uh, River of Faith says the, do atheists really have nothing better to do or talk about than the attendance to a museum? This is just <laughs> sad. And it's really funny because their avatar that they chose to pick is the a picture of Noah's it's Ark, a which is really of the funny. Ark. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then and it after... says the subtext here says the Bible is historically true and scientifically accurate. I encourage you to read it. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote back. I wrote back. I shouldn't have taken the bait here. I should have just like let this go. But I'm like, huh? Interesting that you think that we atheists have not read the Bible. Can you please point out to me specific points that the Bible is true? And they just went on a list of like. I know that Jesus was my savior, and then like somebody else commented later on, where it's like, "Yeah, citation needed on every fucking thing that you just said." Right there, so. <laughs> I, I guess it's just like at this point, I've just tuned out all of the religious parts of these kinds of comments, and I'm just obsessed <laughs> yeah. with the like, the, like the video game detail, or like you know, you pointed out the three name thing. So now I'm like, which is worse, the river of faith or the three name thing? And I'm like. William Edward Hackman sounds at least respectable compared to the River of Faith. I don't know. Yeah. Usually, usually the rule that I go with is like anytime anybody's referred to as their three full names, they're a serial killer. You know, mm. usually that's Edward that's, James. That's almost. why that's why I officially went that, from you know the three name thing to just my middle initial. Well, Neil that, Patrick that's a bit Harris? different. No, I mean, yeah, I mean he could be, but Edward James Joseph almost Gordon Levitt. He mur murdered his face, you know. I mean, he should have not popped all those zits when he was younger. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm sympathetic. Yeah, Pam Stevens. Pam is one of my favorite new people because she just comes into comments and I'm just, I'm replying back to her with a simple, like, Pam, stop. Shh. Pam, shh, stop. No, stop it. <laughs> and so Pam says, why do you even care? So you don't like it. So what? Pam, the reason I we make videos about Ken Ham's arc is because... Lots of people come to see it, and those lots of people sit yeah. through ads. That's why we continue to do it. <laughs> why put your energy into bashing the Ark and Ken Ham? Because both of them are fucking stupid. Isn't it They're your face? Stupid. It isn't in your face every day, so give it a rest. That's not how entertainment works. <laughs> that's, that's not, no, no. But really, that's... It's not really a, that much energy we're putting into it. <laughs> No, the, the video that I made earlier this week that's gotten like 6,000 views is like something I did at 12.30 in the middle of the fucking night after I got off work and I recorded it for 12 minutes and I posted it on YouTube. It's not like it took a lot of work, Pam. It's It, it really isn't because <laughs> we're not avatar characters. We actually put our faces attached to all this shit. And so yeah. it's not like it's a lot of work for us. And so... You look like a fool obsessing over this vacation attraction. The more you talk, the dumber you and the other person look stupid. <laughs> Wait, who is the other person? Was I the other person? I think what it was I... you, Kyle. It's probably you, Kyle. Imagine Stop the, the obsession arc, like... and go I'm live the, a life with that being I'm ridiculous. just the other person? The other person. Even though it has your name right there on the screen. Brutal. <laughs> Uh, and then Pam continues with another comment a little bit later. And, like, she's posted one on almost every, like, Ark Park thing we put out there. What is wrong with you? You don't like this, so what? Walk away. Same goes for you, Pam. You don't really have to comment on yeah, this. You, not, like, you she's a, giving you the watch. same advice. Like, she's the same advice that, like, you'd give a kid about a bully. Like, if the Ark were, like, showing up and, like, trying to push you over in the playground, you could just, like, walk <laughs> away from the Ark if you wanted to. Just walk away from it. Just walk no, away. I, Dude, I, it's not I, getting I up in your face. Just leave him alone. I, I nearly got my kid expelled from school one time for standing up to their bully. 
<laughs> mm, good parenting. And, well, because I went in there, I'm like, hey, you shithead. I didn't say that, but you know, I said his real name, and I'm like, stop, fucking stop. <laughs> what you like, should have taught him is get the bully to circumcise himself, and while he's lying on the ground in pain, you smash him with a rock. <laughs> right, that's how the that's how that works. I think. That's, I get like that's, thirty pieces of silver the, for that. I don't care the, the scoring. That's method. the Bible. That's how the Bible teaches you to deal with it. It's or get tricky. a bunch of it's bears a to move. get a bunch of bears to to maul all these little kids in the school. <laughs> just right, anyway. find your, just find yourself a bear. Hey, <laughs> a she bear, a she bear. That so uh, you don't kids. have to. Pam says you don't have to give this any more attention. Your foul language gives an impression that you have a very low IQ. Well, we're not very big on the, like the IQ scale kind of thing because we we're not that... we're not. Although I mean, if we're gonna throw things around, there was a study about people that use foul language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, Dude, in, in do you have to use to so many IQ? swear words. The fuck you talking about, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking right, man. <laughs> All right, who died and made you judge and jury over this one thing? Well, Jesus. nobody died. Oh, Jesus, yeah, Jesus did. Died. But judge and jury over the Ark? Are you kidding me? There's so many other fucking YouTube atheists that have so many more people <laughs> following them than we do talking about the Ark. We're just pissant little guys that are just like, you know, nipping at the coattails of these things. It's like, I have fun taking the piss out of Ken Ham. Fuck you. <laughs> if you all laid off the drinking, the is, you could probably outlast is, him, and then you could be judge and jury after he dies, maybe. Yeah, probably. So. Probably. I don't know. But that's not going to happen. Let's see. No, Stop no. wasting your time and do something else that will make you happy instead of cussing out the people that made this and the people who go to it. This is a lot of outrage for nothing. And this is the one where I replied back to her. I'm like, Pam, Pam, shh. <laughs> a lot of kink shaming there at the end. I mean, yeah. This what is what gets you about? going, this you know. Does, this does make us happy. <laughs> I get so happy making these videos because I get comments like this. <laughs> and then we had somebody that this is nothing, nothing related to the comments from trolls we're doing here, but somebody was like, uh, "You're just a snowflake, and all these things that you're doing it just doesn't make any difference." I'm like, actually, your comment just made me money this week, so thank you for yeah. doing that. It, oh, it was Throbby Cox, the guy that we talked oh, about yeah, last week, yeah. where. I'm like, hey, your comment made us money because we made a video about your comment to us. Did you get paid for your comment that you rate, wrote to us? No, no, you didn't get paid for that. We did. So. We did. <laughs> Thank you. Wrong right. side of the content provider line there. I know. Yeah. It's like, you know, nobody, nobody says you have to watch what we put out there. You know, there's literally billions of videos on YouTube. You could watch people opening Kinder Eggs for all you fucking care. I mean, technically, the algorithm says you have to watch, and you do because you have no free will. But <laughs> right, you guys are they profiting do. off of that, so it's fine. It's cool. Please, please bring me on the show to talk about determinism versus free will. That would be cool. I love that discussion. Determinism versus YouTube's autoplay feature. Yeah, that's what we want to talk about. You know, there are a lot of times I just let it do whatever it wants, but <laughs> most of the time I am pretty happy with the results of it. So anyway, generic is our next person that wants to talk to us here. And this is a case study in ignoring troll. I mean, okay, I don't take stock in the, you know, uh, don't feed the trolls kind of thing. I like feeding the mm -hmm. trolls because mm -hmm. it's funny to hear them flip out over shit. But there's occasionally every once in a while a troll that will feed themselves. And this is what generic is doing here. He says... You three stooges can demean a kid for 20 minutes, but he can't say Bill Nye is stupid? 
which he plenty is plenty of. He's probably a lot smarter than you, Generic. Anyone who doesn't agree that Bill Nye is a total clown is a total clown. Did you guys <laughs> make fun of a kid at some point? Well, we did a video. No. Yeah. There was a, a well, young Earth kinda. creationist kid that did a video based on Ken Ham talking about how uh, DNA passing down from generation to generation is a lot like taking a photo and, and like photocopying oh, you know, over yeah, and over and over the, again. Bill Nye, not Ken Bill, Ham. Yeah, not yeah. Ken Ham, mm -hmm. Bill Nye, sorry. And so we made a video that was super nice. We didn't cuss once. We didn't attack the kid at all. We talked yeah. about his positions and ways that he could have made a better argument as a way of saying, hey, you know, you're new at this. You're you obviously have a passion for YouTube and everything. I would love to have hear more from you, but you need to like make your argument more cogent because you're just saying, Bill Nye, you're stupid. Evolution is stupid. And we're like, no, that, that doesn't really fly. We're hoping that evolu evolution is stupid like look at look at this like look at all of this oh no no yeah evolution is complete shit it does all, all three a really of us have some really... form of facial hair <laughs> yeah. yeah it does Terrible a really in my case. It does a really yeah. shitty job at actually making things good but yeah that's how we ended up with squirrels anyway so, so we talked yeah. about this kid and we it was mainly me hoping that this kid eventually one day will wake up to all the shit that he's been brought up in because he's obviously mm -hmm. homeschooled and obviously one of these people that is lost because his parents are in a church that he has to parrot a lot of the shit that his parents believe kind of thing. And I'm hoping that in the future, because YouTube's probably not going to go anywhere for a while unless we lose the internet, it's going to be here for quite a while. Maybe this kid in the future can come back to that video every once in a while and be like, you know, these guys were really honestly trying to help me out, trying to point out, you know, where my argument was wrong and everything. It's probably one of the few moments on the show where we haven't been vindictive assholes and like <laughs> tried going after somebody and said trying to help somebody. And we've gotten a lot of really True. positive comments on it and it's Good. really great. But generic here was really pissed off about it. And so after he made that one comment, I didn't say anything to him and nobody said anything right. to him because everything. No, that he no, posted, he did. Yeah, there, there was there was some other people were fighting him. Right. But they uh, were. all of the comments in response to this went into the. Um, went into the uh what is it the the moderate queue that i have out there yeah. that we have on youtube and he says show me this mistake and stop blabbering yeah there was there was somebody who pointed out so he you can see on his comment he edited it so his original comment was just riddled with mistakes yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just riddled with like spelling and grammar mistakes and words out of place and somebody called him out on it like I mean, it was great. It was just like, hey, if you're going to, like, call people out for... If you're going to call somebody a clown, you should probably not look like a complete asshat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then he continues, show me the mistake, bitch. And then another one after that. The only mistake I see here is engaging in conversation with the dickhead. And then there was another one that says, show me the error in my post, asswipe. And it's like... Just continuing levels of somebody just like right. screaming into the void, like right. There were like me. Yeah, me. There, there were like two. Is this Ben Shapiro's alt account? Is that it? Kind <laughs> of. It's kind of what it was. There was there was somebody who like responded to this twice to say, "Hey, you made a bunch of you made a bunch of like stupid mistakes in this, and you look like an idiot." And then they responded back again, say, "Hey." We can see that you edited your comment <laughs> and then started like, like, show me my mistake. Like, 
you edited mistakes, but you still like left half of your mistakes. Are y'all? Are they not allowed to post the "no lie detected" meme on YouTube? <laughs> I wish the we could technology post memes not made it there yet. We're, we're not there yet. Yeah. We're not there with gifts and pictures yet. Well, the minute we do, I stop paying attention to comments anymore. It's <laughs> a little odd for a purely visual well, I mean, medium. Yeah, I mean that's like half of my what my comments would be to people. Yeah, just gift just, comments, yeah. Just gifts. <laughs> just be Shaq getting up and walking away while laughing over and over and over again. That's the best now, gif we, of all time, by the way. It would be an entirely Donald Glover gif comment. Gif replies. We did get a comment earlier this week, and it, it follows on X's Maxim here, where the mm -hmm. worst shitty YouTube comment troll that we get is always on a Saturday. And the one we got today is like, just from 20 seconds of me watching this video, I can tell that you're a bunch of assholes or something like that, or you're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, something to demean the our... Our, our intelligence levels and it was like and he spelled it y-o-u-r instead of yeah. y-o-u apostrophe r-e and you know just me being the grammar nazi Every that i am yeah. <laughs> I, I corrected him <laughs> so, first impressions matter uh-huh i mean yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna call somebody out for their intelligence at least make sure your grammar's right i mean no, that's... honestly that's not that fucking hard <laughs> no it's not it's like 101. That's troll 101. Yeah. Don't, Who has don't time have... to like sift through YouTube and like call people dumb? I just want. Who's posting comments on the internet at all, much less like these kind of comments? I, I've learned, honestly, in my last couple of years of interneting where I'm like, huh, I don't have to comment. Nope. I don't need to put anything out there. I can just lurk and read all these things and. Mm -hmm. I don't have to open myself up to attack. I don't have to worry about what somebody else might say to me. I can just take my opinion and go with it. You know. <laughs> yep. Oh, just let it pass. That whole, like that. Um, you know, existence is suffering thing that you were talking about right. earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, could, yeah. could non-attach yeah. from that anytime you want. Sure, sure. Yeah, we're we're getting to the point where you know, a good portion of comments are really just people. It's the equivalent of people just like exposing their genitals. Uh, I, I, I view pretty much any internet comment as a call for help, right? Like a little bit. That, like that's how I'm here's my opinion. <laughs> here's my opinion. It, it's really the equivalent of look at my dick. No, well, I, I don't. I don't want to. No, no. Here's my unsolicited opinion. Most most comments I see, I always reverse it on back onto the person, where it's like. You guys are a bunch of fucking idiots. Like, oh, do you have problems with like feeling like you're inadequate when it comes to intelligence and stuff? Like, is your life hard? Do you have a problem with like working a menial job? Is is that is that what your problem <laughs> is? Do you feel like you need to like lash out at somebody? I don't know. I I kind of reverse it Probably. a lot of the time, and I'm like, I, I actually end up feeling a lot of empathy for the people that leave us shitty comments. Mm-hmm. Not the art of, of the burn gone. Like, <laughs> there's an art form to this, right? You read Shakespeare. People used to like construct a proper burn, and it's just like <laughs> you're dumb. You're just so do stupid. Some, do some work, yeah, motherfucker. There's, there's no effort. Every now and a then, little every joke now work. and then, every now and then, we will see like a good proper, you know, burn or uh, somebody taking down something we say. And that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah uh, that, put, put on a nice shirt. Of that. Buy me a drink and then make fun of me. Come on. The, the best yeah. example of that was when Riss and um, Ari made like like seriously 
fucking roasted us. Oh yeah. That was delicious that because was, like that was hecking the cyst. Yeah, hecking the cyst that we got on that one is like, yeah, we are just a a, a badly edited version of cognitive dissonance. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> fucking burn, you know. <laughs> Fair. And I agree with it. Anyway, thanks for the comments from Trolls. Uh, we'll continue to have more of these because we have finally broken 4,000 subscribers on YouTube. So, hooray! Which is so weird because that was like in a year. Yeah, seven 700 last year, 4,000 this year. Like, That's mm -hmm. fucking weird. Congrats. <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate that. Anyway, we'll catch you next week with more of it. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future. And even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org chosen.